0: to Asian Pacific Voices Radio where you'll find stimulating conversations that explore diverse topics, and stories that impact our communities. I'm Rasha Gowal, and today I have an exceptionally talented Thai American artist. She is also a diversity, health, equity, and inclusion advocate. She hails from the rich cultural tapestry of Thailand and now is making a significant mark in the US. She's very passionate for preserving and promoting the Thai culture through her art while blending traditional Thai artistic elements With contemporary influences, creating a unique and captivating artistic impression. And now, a fun thing is her nickname is Cartoon, which her parents named her from birth uh, after the popular cartoon character Tweety for her big eyes. Jiranan Churasanga, thank you so much for being here and joining us on Asian Pacific Voices Radio today. How are you doing?
1: Thank you so much for having me. I'm doing really good. Um, Unfortunately, we did have some mishaps on this whole like technology stuff. I'm so glad to be here and it all worked out. But thank you so much for having me. Oh, we are excited to have
0: you here. So let's let's just jump right into it and start off talking about your upbringing in the U.S. Uh, Where were you? You know, where were you raised and a little bit about your life?
1: Yes. Um. So I was born and raised in Los Angeles. Uh, fun fact, it is home of the largest Thai population outside of Thailand and also in the United States. Uh, I do consider myself a second generation. So both my parents moved here back in 1992. Um, and growing up, they've always wanted me to maintain uh, that cultural connection with my heritage. So they did bring me to a temple nearby. It's called Wat Thai of Los Angeles. And that's where I got to learn both the Thai language and Thai arts. And because of that, that eventually led to my upbringing and wanting to continue educating about Thai culture and also showing showing the audience or showing the community that Thai culture is more than just Thai food. Um, So that's basically how I kind of got connected to the Thai community. I've only really gone to Thailand three times. So that was back in 2005 and then a 10 year gap. So 2015 and then 2016. So that's where I was kind of raised. And I did stay in Los Angeles for a majority of my life. I stayed in Boston for five years and then I came back recently last year.
0: Interesting. And I love how you have this affinity towards the culture and the community, especially having been in the US all your life. But you know, I, I'm like that too. I'm, I'm Indian and I've always just been just so drawn to the culture and the community. Now you have a very interesting background too though, cause you work in healthcare, um, but you're, you're very heavily attached to the arts and being an artist. So was there a memorable moment in your career that kind of helped you pivot to that? Or was there somebody that was a role model that inspired you to wanna go into the arts?
1: Yeah. So um, for art, it's more of part time and me working in diversity, equity and inclusion, but also health equity. That was heavily influenced by my parents Um, and that was them navigating um, culture with the medical system here in the U.S. and understanding that culture really made a big impact on how they perceive medicine and how they uh, interact with certain situations within the medical field. But then with the whole art stuff um, I actually wanted to pursue art uh, especially going into college that was one of the top uh, majors that I applied for uh, it was either arts or ethnomusicology so going back to me doing Thai music I was very heavily involved in that and I did have uh, formalized um, learning in education in Thai music for about 10 years and I thankfully continue I do continue that up until now. Um but because that was not something that my parents were okay with, that's where I had to pivot to the second interest and that was in the healthcare industry. Um, I did initially start off with pediatrics um, and then I switched to pharmacy but then I didn't like that either. I think at some point it did feel like I was doing this because of my parents but not necessarily what I wanted to do. But still keeping that in mind, I eventually shifted to public health. And reason why I did that was because even though um the sciences were kind of difficult for me and that it was not something that I was very passionate about, I still wanted to make an impact to a larger community. So having to educate a community about healthcare practices or anything like that, it was something that I was most passionate about. And I did take into consideration how my parents we're experiencing the healthcare system here as well. So integrating culture and how we can not just influence uh, how the community seeks medical care, but also how uh, physicians or clinicians in general can interact with patients too, taking into consideration uh, culture. From culture, right.
0: I have to add that i it's so funny. I was a pharmacy major too. And I quit after one year because I said, this is not for me. So it's so interesting how, and you know, I love that you mentioned that because I feel that even in 2023, or even from the years when we started, this is still an ongoing conversation. And I think it's due into the part that our parents were immigrants. They wanted to make sure that they were thriving here, but really to give us that life, right? So that we're thriving. And it's, it's, it's kind of hard when you're, in the arts. I mean, I literally just had this conversation with the CEO of one of the top Asian uh, channels in the the world, and they were dealing with that same thing of their family saying, oh, could you find something in health or law? So I love that we can talk about this. When it comes to the art form, I want to talk about what would you say at this point is your favorite type of artistic expression? Um, I mean, how are you sharing that with people? And then Are there particular messages or themes that you like to convey through your art?
1: So I like to focus both on digital illustrations as well as music. Um, The reason why I stuck with music for that long was because I think music is a common language that's shared throughout the world, Uh, even though it's not something that is often seen in, in our current society. I think being able to show people that there are different instruments and different uh, classical music that can be played across different cultures is something that I really appreciate. So I think that is one thing that I really like about being part of the Thai music community. Uh, the other thing when it comes to digital illustrations, I do hope to portray and teach people, at least my audience, that, you know, there's these things that we experience, not just in the Thai community, but it could be also the Thai diaspora experience. I wanted to capture that in art form rather than in real life photos, because I feel like art, I'm able to convey a lot more of my feeling and how um, I perceived it rather than just a regular image. So being able to navigate that and also in the, I guess in the description, for example, I like to have a more elaborate explanation of what this meant to me and um, kind of connect to my audience um, whether or not they've experienced it themselves, this was something that I went through and that maybe there's something, some element into the drawing that they could connect with. It doesn't have to be the entire picture, but just some sort of grounding, like uh, mutual understanding of certain aspects of that.
0: Well, and, and as, as you mentioned that, I was just thinking too, in in this artistic form, in this artistic expression that you have, how would you say that you're able to balance and preserve traditional Thai art form, but then incorporating the influences of the modern world in it?
1: Right, so traditional Thai art form is very complex and they're very intricate and very detailed. And as much as I appreciate that, it's also wanting to simplify it enough so that people can understand that this is what is very distinctive with Thai culture and its art form, but also wanting to, I guess for me, in terms of art itself, I like to simplify things a lot more. Um, So to be able to balance that with traditional and how it is like in my art, which is a little bit more modern, um, it also kind of, incorporates my style of art so being able to portray what i care most um, and the thai culture to what i do i think it's it's very unique um and when it comes to traditional thai art i think it does require a lot more time um, than how much time i put into uh, my works usually it takes like maybe at most a week or so, but when it comes to traditional Thai art, I, I could only imagine it being a few months. Um, but I do want to continue incorporating elements of Thai art or even like um, elements of what we experience in the Thai diaspora community. Um, it doesn't necessarily have to be the traditional art itself, but different elements, different aspects of that um, into my art. So. I like to think of it more of relating and making sure that people are able to interpret that in their perspective as well.
0: And when we, when we speak of the art, right? Um, especially when you talk about traditional art, I'm curious to know what kind of things are depicted? Like, is it, is it historical stories? Is it myths? Is it, what type of um, things are portrayed for people through this artwork?
1: So a lot of the Thai cultural art forms, um, they are portrayed through temples or cultural centers, but I wanted to shift that outside of that area and make it more accessible to other people so that they don't have to always go to those places to see uh, those traditional Thai art forms too. So um, I do hope that once they see traditional Thai art, or at least a combination of Thai art and modernized forms that they see not just Thai culture, but its history and how many centuries it's been since they've established that and how it's a continued preserved art that's still happening.
0: That's so beautiful. You know, I'm going to have to ask you this as artists, of course, you um, there is that self-doubt that sometimes comes in, right? I think many artists face that at some point or having creative blocks. So talk to me about how you overcome any of these challenges to reignite your creative spark, especially when you're going through that moment. Are there any strategies? How do you help yourself get back into that moment? And then we're going to come back and talk about constructive criticism.
1: Sure. Um, So there's been many, many moments where I felt like I had a hard time separating hobby and work, but also balancing imposter syndrome. Um, So I did go through many moments where I was like, maybe this is not what I anticipated to to become, or maybe my art is not too good, or maybe I'm not qualified to become a, a professional, artist because I didn't have the formalized education and um, there's just a lot of sometimes self-doubt of what I'm doing but also having the confidence in myself uh, and being considered an artist right but then at the same time just to be able to see that a lot of people are able to relate to my art and that they see representation in the Thai culture, especially here in the US, it does inspire me to keep going. Um, And that for me, all this is just my perceptions. Even though this is something that I think of, that this is um, not something that I had anticipated since the start, it's also something that other people really appreciate. So it's really a battle between myself Versus what I do um and that what I like to do is <laughs> what I like to do is to just like sometimes I just take a break, sometimes I put a pause into uh the art that I do, and then I see and talk to all my other friends in the Thai community, and they they do support me a lot in in the things that I've done so far, and that to be able to portray certain situations portray certain artifacts in Thai culture and be able to relate to that Uh, a lot of it was more of just support and and you know this whole like you can do it like just keep going that's helped me a lot so even though yes there's a lot of self-doubt sometimes but to be able to share that with my family with my friends to be able to have that support system has been really helpful for me. And that even though there are times where I do also have artist block, um, I do also just take long walks outside and just um, get inspiration from the outside world too. So that's how I usually just overcome things. Thank you for sharing that. I think it's so important because we all have our different
0: ways of overcoming those blocks and a reset never hurts. A reset never hurts. How about, um, how do you handle constructive criticism or when people share their thoughts on your work and maybe it's not in alignment with what you thought?
1: Right. So there, I think when it comes to constructive criticism, I like to think of it more of an opportunity for me to grow Um, I think it's been, since the start, it's always been a learning opportunity. I had no idea what to do, how to do this. I didn't even think that my art would eventually go into, like, uh, selling. Um, And so to be able to um, get feedback from other people on certain things, I think it's more of a chance for me to enhance the work and also think about um for example when it comes to education doing more um, research on certain topics so that i'm able to share that more accurately versus just reading just like some stuff but not necessarily going more in depth right so i think it's it's definitely a learning opportunity i do sometimes feel bad but at the same time it's also I didn't know to begin with. So going back to it, it's really just an opportunity of growth. um, And that even though it is constructive and that there's always gonna be some people who may disagree with certain things, um, I like to see it as more of a a chance for me to grow from that.
0: And do you have any upcoming uh, collaborations or projects?
1: Yes, I do. So I am currently working with an, uh, a new uh, business that's going to be hopefully set out soon, um, but they are a Thai dessert shop in Thai town around Hollywood, and they are um, they're going to be selling Thai desserts, so it'll be like Thai gelato, very awesome, but they did commission me to draw some art pieces into to portray in their shop, so that's one collaboration that I have, and the shop is called Kanomwan, and in Thai, uh, if we translate it into English, that means sweet desserts. So I'm very excited for that. Um, there's other collaborations that I do anticipate on um, doing, and that will be a um, a poster for massage parlors on um, how to speak up. And it'll be translated in Thai too. So I'll be doing the uh, Thai art on the poster itself.
0: Well, that's fun. I love that you've been able to create this niche for yourself because the Asian diaspora is so huge, as we all know. And, um, you know, the Thai community, like you said, it's so... it's it is a large community here. And I think there's so much to learn about it. So it's wonderful to have someone like yourself um, who can share that. You were talking about the meaning of names. I have to share with my audience here that the meaning of your name is so beautiful. Um, I looked this up. One who has happiness and enjoyment for a long period of time. What, what, what a great
1: thing to carry with you.
0: What a great thing. I love right. it. Great.
1: Thank you so much. <laughs> Thank you. And that's the reason why I... Um, uh, decided to name my art page. So Kwam actually means happiness. And so um, I wanted to continue doing that and hopefully share with other people that, you know, a lot of my art is still incorporating what my passion and also how happy I am to be able to um, do something that I love. That's such a beautiful thing.
0: Well, I'm getting close to the end of our interview here. So I, we had a quick little rapid fire round. Um, I'm going to play with you on that real quick. And then I'd love for you to also share uh, where people can find you in your handle. So I'm going to throw out some words to you and just tell me what comes to mind first. Are you ready? Yes. All right. Here we go. Dogs or cats? Dogs. Music or film? Music. Home-cooked food or restaurant?
1: I prefer home-cooked foods.
0: All right. This is a tricky one. Unlimited money or unlimited time?
1: Uh, That's hard. I think I would choose. I'm leaning more towards unlimited time. Yeah. Mountain or ocean? Ocean. Rap or hip-hop? I don't really understand rap as much, so (laughs) hip-hop. All right. Coffee or tea? (laughs) I also cannot handle caffeine as much, so um, it's worse or w- even more worse,
0: <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but, which is me. <laughs> Horror or comedy?
1: Comedy for sure. And I'm going to leave you with rice or noodles? Oh, that's hard. Um, I always have cravings for noodles, though. All right. So we're going to go with noodles. Okay.
0: It has been such a pleasure speaking with you. So much fun and just looking forward to all the exciting work you're doing. I've got to come and visit that dessert shop when it's open and, and come see your work and try some Thai desserts. Where can people find you? Website, your handle, how can they see more of your work?
1: So you can find me on my website or my Instagram at QuamSoapXO. So it'll be QuamSoapXO.com or Instagram at kwamsukxo. Could you spell it again for us? Yes. So it's K-W-A-M-S-O-O-K-X-O.
0: Wonderful. Thank you so much. Um, Anything else you want to share in closing before we head out?
1: Well, thank you so much for this opportunity to um, even talk to me about where I grew up and my inspirations on how I was able to get from being an artist, Um, but I'm really happy to have been here, talk to you and I look forward to um, reconnecting and hopefully get to hear more of your podcast as well. So um, thank you so much and looking forward. Well, it's our pleasure. And thank you for all the wonderful work that you're doing in the community, I
0: think, especially to preserve culture. You know, if we don't do this work right now, there's generations that are going to be left without it. And so it's beautiful that you're able to bring the historical part with the modern elements and help people to understand. So thank you so much again for being on our show with us. Um, It has been such a pleasure. I really, really enjoyed speaking to you and just learning more about your work and what you're doing and the type of stuff that you're creating. So thank you once again, Jiranan Churasanga, for joining us on Asian Pacific Voices Radio. And I want to thank all of our guests for tuning in and listening to us as well. And remember, we'd love to hear from you. You all are our valued listeners. So if you have an idea for a topic or if you have any questions, please do send us a message. I would love to hear from you. And don't forget to subscribe to your favorite podcast platform, as well as follow us on all the social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. We are everywhere and a cute reminder, Asian Pacific Voices Radio is produced by Asian Culture and Media Alliance. We are a nonprofit that empowers our Asian and Pacific Islander communities with a voice through media arts. If you'd like to support us, please do visit us at AsianPacificVoicesRadio.com. I'm Rasha Goel. Once again, thank you for listening to another dynamic conversation. I hope you'll join me again next week for another powerful Asian Pacific Voices Radio podcast. Until then, take care and be i